0: Welcome to the Discipleship Now podcast hosted by Dr. Matthew Turner, an author, ordained minister, and father of three. Dr. Turner has pastored, held multiple ministry leadership roles, and currently serves as the Mission USA Administrator of the Congregational Holiness Church. In each episode, we'll dive into different aspects of discipleship, sharing personal stories and experiences, as well as insights and teachings from the Bible. Our hope is that this podcast will serve as a source of encouragement and inspiration for all who listen, whether you're a seasoned Christian or just beginning your journey of faith. So, grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and join Dr. Matthew Turner on this journey of discipleship.
1: Knowing how to disciple someone and understanding the steps that are necessary to help someone grow closer to Jesus can sometimes be a very daunting task. How do I do that? What are the things that I do? How do I make sure that I'm helping someone grow closer to Jesus? All of those questions are very valid and And definitely can cause someone to panic if they've never helped somebody in a discipleship program or helped somebody to systematically draw closer to Jesus. And so I'm so grateful that Discipleship Journey has now been released and it's out there for the public to use and for pastors and leaders and ministry teachers to help them help others grow closer to Jesus. Hello and welcome to Discipleship Now, I'm Dr. Matthew Turner, and in this episode, we're going to be wrapping up our introduction into discipleship journey. Over the last two episodes, we have looked at the need and the approach. The need, of course, goes into detail about why we should disciple other people and why discipleship is needed in our own personal life. And then the approach went over the seven steps of discipleship journey from start to finish, of what is needed and what are the things that you need to make sure that you do to set into motion so that you can help others grow closer to Jesus. And in this episode, I want us to very briefly look over the third section of Discipleship Journey, which is the resources. I know if you have read Discipleship Journey or if you've listened to this podcast, your mind's probably been swirling with ideas and questions of Well, what is it that I need to purchase, or what is it that I need to gather together so that I can do the best job possible in helping others grow closer to Jesus? Well, I want to talk about those things very briefly uh, in this episode today, and really the resources focuses in on the last three steps of Discipleship Journey. If you'll remember, the journey has seven steps, and the last three are really the meat of the whole journey process, which is the training, the serving, and the community. And so I want us to look at and talk briefly about those three. And the first uh, bit of resources that you'll need to gather is for step five, which is the training. And in in the resources side of Discipleship Journey, um, for the training section, you'll need to decide all kinds of things, such as where are. Are you meeting? Where is the central location that you and the individual, are you and the group of people, are going to be meeting? Is it at a church? Is it at your home? Is it at a park? Or where is it that you're going to be meeting uh, your person or your group of people so that you can have a safe place as well as uh, a disarming place somewhere that's not going to cause people to have their guard up, somewhere that people can feel comfortable in being open and talk openly among other people about the situations and the journey of of their own life. So where are you meeting? Take some time and think about where's the best place that we can meet together uh, with the people that I'm going to be discussing these things with and helping them grow closer to to Jesus. And then not only where are you meeting, but what is the resource or what is the subject that you're going to be studying? Of course, it's all about discipleship. But there are so many wonderful resources out there, so many great authors that pick apart subjects or pick apart um, particular themes of Scripture that help us to dive into God's Word. And really, that is the answer to what are we studying? Well, of course, we, we must be and we have to be studying God's Word. But there are all kinds of wonderful authors out there, and I have my personal favorites um but you could go to go to places like christianbookstore.com or lifeway.com and you can find all kinds of wonderful discipleship resources discipleship studies um that that are designed in such a way that it will help you to or it gives you prompts I should say to ask questions and to dive into people's lives and to help them think about the subjects in which you're studying so these are some of the things again that you're that you're focusing on. What are the resources that you need? You need to find somewhere to meet and you need to, you need to decide what are you studying? What are what's the subject? What is the the resource that you're going to use? And sometimes that means you're going to be doing like an 8-week study, sometimes it could be 12 weeks or a combination of the two in some sort of way. Or you may just simply decide that you as the teacher or the leader you're going to take a certain chapter or chapters in the Bible, and you're just going to start in verse one and walk your way through the chapter and have a have an expository um, a study. And that's great and wonderful, but you got to decide. So in Discipleship Journey, there's a resource. There's a QR code right in the middle of the book that you can um, scan, and it will give you a great resource that will help you organize all of these things, not just in step five, but in step six and seven as well. And so so you, so you, I encourage you, find that resource in Discipleship Journey, and you can scan that QR code and start helping you lay out all of these things. The third thing that you need to decide in your step five, which is the training, is when do you meet? So you got the place and you got the the study. Now, when do you meet? This is uh, so important and very critical as well. So one of the things that I say in the book and is so important to know is that the discipleship journey is, is meant to be a never-ending journey. So as I just mentioned, your study may be eight weeks long, but understand and, and emphasize this in your meetings with your, with your group is that it's not like you study for eight weeks and then you are discipled that you come to some sort of ending point and now you are discipled. No, discipleship is a never ending journey and you can take discipleship journey, do your first journey and then start over with a new group or with the same group and go in a different direction with your study than you did the first time or do a continuation, whichever way uh, that is good. Keep in mind that people are busy, that people have families, that holidays, um, special times in people's lives. Don't get discouraged if you have weeks because you certainly will where people um, don't show up or or a few people don't show up or a, or a, maybe a major portion of the group doesn't show up. Don't get discouraged as the leader. You are doing a great job. you're doing a fantastic job. Uh, but sometimes people are busy and just know that going into this into your your journey or with your group and understand that sometimes it's going to be difficult. So what's the best way? One of the things I love and I think is most effective is talk to your group. Ask them what days or weeks are better for them to meet because if they have a choice and they're involved in the decision making, then they will feel more uh, they will feel more committed to showing up on the days that you commit or that you choose because they were in the decision-making process. And so talk to your group. When's the best time to meet? So that's, that's step five in the training. And there may be other things that you think about. And certainly there's going to be things that, that apply to you that maybe don't apply to others. So, so tr- the, the step five training is all about getting the resources together so that you can do the best job possible on your group study. Your resources for step six, which is the serving, so this is one of the one of the great parts of your discipleship journey, and I talk a lot about this step uh, in the journey book. But um, this is a great part where you decide, okay, where or or what am I going to do with my group as far as serving? So the first question is, how do I choose what project to do? To do what are the things I need to think about um, in in the project that I'm I'm thinking about doing with this group? Well, in Discipleship Journey, in the back of the book and in the appendix, there is an entire list of all kinds of ideas of what you might could do um, for your serve day or serve weekend or serve week or however it is that you choose to do it. There are so many different awesome ideas, and many of these I've done myself or led groups and doing myself, and so it is so fun to think and to pray about, okay, God, what are the things that I need to do? What are what are some great things that we can do in our community? And there's just some questions that I wrote down in the journey, like who's in your neighborhood that's in need? What are the businesses and organizations within your sphere of influence that you could be a blessing to? Uh, what are some of the areas that you're passionate about? Um, what are some serve opportunities that are best suited to your group skill set? All of those things you can use to think about okay, what is best for my group and my community? So what are you going to do? Choose your project. And then the second thing you need to do is you need to plan your project. And I know these are not in the earth shattering news to you, but I hope that us talking about it will help spark some imagination and some thoughts in your mind, okay, this is some of the things we need to do. So what are what are the things I need to do to plan the project? So according to what you choose will obviously obviously uh, will dictate how you plan. And so you need to, one of the things you need to do once once you choose a project is you need to talk to your group and say, okay, here's what we're doing and here's, the, here's what this means. Just for instance, I think it'd be better if I choose something. For instance, if you're going to do a food ministry, if you're going to cook some food and deliver it to a community, um, maybe it's a low income community within your city and you so you sit down with your group and you talk to them okay what it's like you need to actually talk to them and somewhat train them what it means and what you're supposed to do when you knock on doors and people come to the door and they're a little bit they're a little bit shocked and surprised to see you standing there so have a smile on your face make sure you talk in a pleasant tone don't overwhelm them with information and don't don't scream at them talk loud or anything like that so there's things you need to do talk to your group familiarize them with what you're going to be doing. And then also you definitely need to think about, okay, how many people do I need to do this project? Or maybe we need to divide up our group so that we can hit different places at different times. All of these things, you need to plan out your project. And then step three is to do your project, to serve the people. Make it the best serve project that you ever possibly could. So you meet the group on the day or days that you're going to be serving, you have prayer with them, encourage them by letting them know and reminding them why it is that you're doing this uh, and and what you hope the outcome is, that you want to share Jesus, that you want to invite people to church, um, and then just simply have fun. Let people have fun um, with your group. And so Step 5 is all about training. Step 6 is all about serving and gathering the resources together for your serve day. Um and then step 7 is going to be community. And it's all about getting your 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 group together in a community setting outside of of church. So we've had a serve day and now it's time to have a community day. And, and I use the, the the word in the sense of community among your group and fellowship among your group. Um, that's a kind of a, a church word, fellowship. Uh, and uh, even thinking about the fellowship hall that so many churches have, it's such a church word to fellowship. But mainly what I mean is just getting together with your group and having fun and talking amongst one another and and t- you know, encouraging one another and talking about their everyday lives, get to know each other in a deeper way. What do you do for a living? You know, what are your hobbies? What are the fun things that you like to do? And I know in our group that we have at our church, it's of like-minded we're uh, people. We're in the same sort of stage in life. We all have young kids. And so it's very easy to get along with one another in the sense of, we're, we're all kind of in the same boat together in, in our in our season of our lives. And so it's fun to talk about you know what your kids do and the funny things they do. And does your kids you know, do they have a hard time you know w- screaming or or potty training or whatever it may be? All of those things bonds each other together. Um, When you're outside of church, you're not necessarily focused on the deep spiritual things, but you're just having a good time together. And I think we honor the Lord when we do that. And I talk about that in the Discipleship Journey book of how important that it is to just get together with your group. And that takes planning as well. And so what are the resources needed for your community time? Well, it's according to what you're wanting to do. Uh, A lot of times in the groups that I lead, Um, there's food involved. And so whether that is an all-out meal or whether it's snacks or if it's just um, simply chips and drinks or something. So there's some planning involved. Sometimes it's a little more than others, but there's planning involved in that. And then of course, where are you gonna have your community group? Kind of the same sort of questions and some of the other steps, but where are you gonna have your group's um, a lot of times it's at a home or at a neutral place, so to speak, outside of church. It's normally not at the church. And I encourage you to not meet at the church unless you have to, or particular maybe on particular special moments or times. But I encourage you to get outside of the church and go to somebody's home or somewhere neutral, somewhere di- uh, uh, disarming is a word that I use, but a place where, again, people don't feel like they have to be guarded or they'll have to be on their Sunday best, so to speak, that they can just be themselves. Um, and again, it will help them uh, grow closer to one another and obviously also grow closer to the Lord. And so are you going to have games? Are you going to do some fun things, some some activities? And I know sometimes games can be kind of awkward and whatnot, but uh, but you know your group, particularly you know your age group that you're working with. So what's fun for them. What are some fun things? Is it playing Uno? Is it playing some sort of obstacle game? Is it, I don't know, going and playing pickleball somewhere? I'm not real familiar with pickleball. I just know that it's a new thing out there. But whatever it might be, um, plan, plan that together and just have fun. And all of these things together will produce a discipleship journey that will be extremely successful, not just in growing people closer together, but growing people closer to God. And so I hope that over the last three episodes that you have learned what are the pieces and what are the things I need to do to have a successful discipleship journey. I don't think that God ever meant it to be difficult and to be extremely hard. We're not meant to be putting together some theological class that you might that might rival the, the nearest uh, seminary closest to you. No. That's not what this is supposed to be. This is supposed to be a group of people gathering together, learning about Jesus, growing closer to him, and growing closer to each other. And I think that 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 itself creates a wonderful sense of family, of church family, and it will bless your group, and it will also bless your church as you grow closer together. I hope that all of these episodes uh, over the last three weeks of Discipleship Journey have been a blessing to you. And I hope that it has encouraged you to pick up a copy of Discipleship Journey. You can go to Amazon, type in Discipleship Journey or type in my name, Matthew Turner and you can see the resources not only for Discipleship Journey but also the other resources as well. Or you can go to my website, MatthewRyanTurner.com You can find the resources for Discipleship Journey and also other resources that are available. And until next
0: time, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Discipleship Now podcast hosted by Dr. Matthew Turner. We hope this episode has encouraged and inspired you on your faith journey. Don't forget to subscribe and share with others who might benefit from these conversations. Until next time, keep seeking Jesus and growing in your discipleship journey.